You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. Hey, what's going on, friends and fellow Freedom Crusaders? Welcome to another edition of the Paul Hutchings Podcast. I believe we're on episode 32, and today I have an extra special treat for you. This could be one of the very best episodes uh, I've done so far. I'm really excited about it. I'm joined by Mr. Ray E. Williams, who is a professional hip Hip, hypnotist is that the right hypnotist, term you said hypnotist it right. okay hypnotist uh, he's been doing this for 21 years he's got a lot of fascinating insight knowledge stories experience and what's extra cool about ray a lot of extra cool things about ray but one of them is that he has also spent quite a bit of time catering what he does to uh, solopreneurs network marketers affiliate marketers uh, real estate people, you know, and I know I've got a lot of folks in uh, my audience who fall into that category. So, Ray, welcome to the broadcast, the show, Thank you, sir. the podcast. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Good morning to you, too. Uh, so, I, yeah, I just wanted right off the bat, I wanted to just ask about your story. You know, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you found your way to uh, hypnosis. Well, forgive me, I drink tons of water all day. So, I live in the desert. Oh, okay. Hey, that's a big <laughs> jug. I got a, that's a quart. What do you have? You got, like you got to up your game, brother. This Man, is a half, a half gallon. Five gallon drum there or something. <laughs> I wish they don't sell them that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been doing what I'm doing now 21 years. Uh, prior to that, a lot of my background was sales. And uh, funny thing, Paul, I, I actually uh, took a course decades ago little blurb in the antique thing called a newspaper. Mm. It was cool. I saw those little things. Say, Learn how to use more of your own mind. Uh, hypnosis class is starting. And considering I was a complete flop in school, I mean, just barely, I think they threw me out of school. I barely got by. So it's okay. I learned more of my mind. So when I took the course, uh, I, I learned that basically we only use like this much of mm. our mind. This might, in fact, I'm going to show you something real quick. It's kind of fascinating. Um, and feel free, anyone home, to laugh at my artwork. Your mind. We have a mind. Yeah, that's your mind. <laughs> Conscious mind. A little tiny part up there. Subconscious mind down here. We only operate on about that much of our mind, the conscious part. You know what percentage your conscious mind is? Take a guess. 5%. Well, you know, some people would say that. Uh, some people say as far as 25%. I like to say about 20, so about a fifth. So you're trying to use one-fifth of your mind to figure out what do you want to be when you grow up? How do you want to buy a house? How do you want to support a bunch of kids? How do you want to pick someone out? Why am I repeating the same poop over and over and over again? That's a spiritual word, poop, by the way. So <laughs> <laughs> so we're using this little part of our mind. Right there, conscious. Call it the waking state. So I'm cool. Okay, so what I'm finding out, I found out through that little class that you can, there's a very simple process that most people most people don't know what the heck it is. That simple process where you can start to reprogram your own mind. So okay, so I took that class and I started actually using it in my sales, and it son of a gun, it paid off. So then, uh, twenty something years goes by. Then I got off the road, and then I took many, many, many schools later, and then I started doing this full time. That was back in ninety nine. So that first ad you found in the paper, that was a hypnosis ad. So you learned a little about hypnosis and mm -hmm. then you applied it to your sales and had great success there and then found your way back to hyp hypnosis uh, more on a full-time full -time basis. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, when you were in sales before you found hypnosis, had you received training on affirmations, beliefs, or was that not a part of your sales training? Actually, it was. Um it, it was, it, it, it was, but a lot of that, and I'm not putting down because a lot of I, I still use, 
But what people don't realize, Paul, and, I, and this was fascinating, I still find it fascinating. The affirmations by themselves are, are I don't want to sound diminished and mediocre at best, but many times they're mediocre, uh, mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. All right, give me an example of an affirmation we, we all use in sales. Um, what? I am powerful. I am, I am, I am powerful. I'm a great salesperson. I yeah, am okay. persuasive. All right, great. I love people. Right. <laughs> Now, these are good. And yeah, some of these I actually use when I make a hypnosis recording for somebody. I, mm-hmm. I you know, make them. Here's the problem. Take out my trusty whiteboard again. Subconscious. This is where you hold all your beliefs about you. Mm-hmm. So let's say, what are you, I am powerful. But let's say if I have a belief down here, I'm weak. Mm. This was formed around the time, take your pick. Some people say force. I I believe we form beliefs the time you pop out of mom. By the time you're 12 years of age, you have beliefs down here. Some beliefs good, some not so good. So if you have this belief down here that, well, I am weak. I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. Mm. Okay. You can stand up there and go, I am powerful. I'm blue in the face, you're addressing that part with one-fifth of your mind. Mm. This is going to negate that part up there every single time. Mm. So that's the problem with, in fact, I remember when I had my first sales job, who was the big guru be Zig Ziglar, which I happen to love a lot. They were pushing a lot of Zig's affirmations and his work, which is good. A lot of that is effective on its own, but if you have the greater part of the mind not fluid or not working with your beliefs, you're going to neutralize. And that's why so many people have closets full of CDs, tapes, recordings, books. Shelf development, right? Shelf development, brother. (laughs) So could you say that an affirmation is what you say you believe, but a belief is what you actually believe. And those beliefs lie in your unconscious mind. That one tripped me up. (laughs) (laughs) So an affirmation is what you say you believe. So I am powerful. I am persuasive. Okay. An affirmation is what you say that you want. That you want to believe. That you want to believe. That you're ascribing to. And what was the second part? And a belief is what you actually believe deep down inside of you That's in your right. unconscious mind. So let me ask you another question. So one thing that Napoleon Hill teaches is that affirmations repeated out loud over time with conviction can potentially alter what's underneath in the unconscious. Would you say there is some truth to that? Yes. Yes. Over time, will it pick away? But why do you think some people spend, and I'm not knocking anyone. I was a kid. I had a very dysfunctional home. I wound up going into therapy, which is actually another thing that led me to getting involved with hypnosis. Mm. Working with yourself bit by bit by bit, you'll reach the, okay, maybe this, maybe that. So, yeah, if you hear something long enough, it'll start to seep down into here. But it's like, okay. Let's say if you and I want to take a, a a ride. What major city are you next to? Des Moines or? A major city? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Idaho <laughs> Falls, Pocatello. Uh, <laughs> Boise would be far further away, but more major. So Pocatello to Boise is how many miles? Uh, Pocatello to Boise, a couple hundred miles, 150 miles. Okay. Maybe. And so let's say, let's say you live in Pocatello. And in the driveway, we have a car, brand new car, and we also have two bicycles. And let's say we might have had some of the weather that Idaho is famous for in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Want to take a ride. We want to get there. What are we going to take, the bicycles or the car? Uh, well, if you're smart. If you're smart. The bicycle. No, I'm just kidding. The car. <laughs> <laughs> I want to really feel it. Okay. <laughs> will affirmation to answer your question, will they sink in over time let me let me preface it they could Mm, they could yes well they in other words will they shift 
if you hear something long enough and if you're open to receiving it. Uh, but basically, it's it's like you're always still going to be wrestling with the underneath. Am I good enough? Am yeah. I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Right. So you'll always wrestle with it to some degree, if that makes sense. Yeah, and if if you could if you can combine affirmation, so here's my theory. You tell me if it has some validity to it. Sure. Um, what I hear you saying is that when you're younger, you have these experiences that kind of shape and mold your unconscious mind that you may or may not remember, and mm -hmm. all of these beliefs are kind of put in there. And when you're older, um, those beliefs are kind of guiding how you interact, you you act, you face, you interface with life. And an affirmation, um, so, so here's my thought on it, is if you can affirm something you want to believe and begin to create new experiences in your reality today that give you new reference points to back up what you say you want to believe, mm -hmm. you are much more likely to create that change. Does that make sense? Um. Run up on me again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. So, so here, 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 here's the bottom line is that, you know, Jim Rohn said affirmation without discipline is the beginning of delusion. You know, if mm -hmm. you say, I am this, I am this, I am this, but then you have all these old experiences that are telling you, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, no, you're, no not. you're not. But if you have an affirmation that you begin to believe um, or try to believe and you take action in your life in a way that supports that belief and gives you new experiences to prove to yourself that you are the thing that you say you are. Now, your old experiences that gave you a certain way of looking at the world, you're now creating new experiences that are helping you to create a, a new way to look at the world. If you sense? can create, yes. If you, can, if you create can create those experiences. An experience. We only, you know, I know I'll see it when I believe it. Or I believe it when I see it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the magic sauce there is if you can create an experience that validates what you're trying to achieve. Yes. Well, that believe helps. it or not, even then, Paul, even if we create this experience, if you still have mm. this underlying you're still believe it or not and i've seen people do it uh I, i've i've i was in management with sales in fact the man i know the catch word today is coach but back then i trained even getting pulling a guy over the finish line got him to reach a goal but he would still be in wrestling mm. so yeah even there's some people will see here's belief here's the proof here's the sauce okay they're still in conflict. But to answer your question, yes, if you see belief, yes, okay, now I have what the conscious mind can see is true. Mm, okay. So the cool thing, but you wonder how it works, okay? Yeah, we wonder Think how it about works. your beliefs, your memories as the files in your computer. In fact, I remember a couple of years ago, I had my, I'm old-fashioned, I still have a desktop, okay? So... So do I. <laughs> okay. The gig came over to, re, you know, transfer files and all that. And he said, Ray, you got 13,000 files. I said, you're full of it. So, right. Three words can be a file, which is true. So think of your beliefs, memories. They're all like files in a computer. These files, again, were started anywhere from birth to four years old. Here. Pretend for a moment this here. This is you when you popped out of mom. So this is for those of you who are listening to the audio version. He's got a picture, like a circle with a line drawn across the top part of the circle. 20% on top, 80% on the bottom. There you go. Your mom, your dad, they're your god and goddess. That's your captive audience. I mean, you're their captive audience. You have no reference point. So anything that was said to you by them, it was truth. You had no reference point up to, well, is that really true? 
And now it gets better. And now, somebody, now need, we, somebody I, needs to tell my kids that because that's not the case with my kids. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Get them on. When they're, when they're younger, right? <laughs> Baby, we're talking early days. Right. So now here's where, here's where so you've heard this talk before, but people don't quite equate it. All the negative stuff about money in a house. Well, how do people pick it up? What people do not realize for the first several years, seven, seven to 10 years or so in our lives, our mind, our subconscious mind is a whiteboard. Let's say you go to mom, you're, you're in the store. Oh, mommy, mommy, I look at checkout. And they have this gadget and doodads by the cash register. Mike, can I have this little doodad? Oh, honey, money's tight. Okay. That's what? Money's tight. Goes into your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And let's say that night or the following night, mom and dad are getting together. Oh, honey, things are super tight. They cut me. Don't you know my job doesn't pay much? We have to watch every dollar. Money is tight. Okay. Money's tight. You don't know as junior what you're listening to. We don't know. We have no reference point. So we think everything that we hear especially in that environment called home, is truth. Meanwhile, I know we've been all told that mom and dad's gods and goddesses, but they're just people. So every time we hear that same thing, money's tight. Give this thing a name. Just like a fat cell, give it a name. Because every time, mom will repeat that again. Not maybe she did, she will. Every time she repeats it. Every time she repeats it. All right. Grows and it grows and it grows. You don't know what's there, but why do you think, Paul? So many people, they all get hired by. Well, corporate America is not as prevalent as it used to be, but I know back in the '80s when it was in its hiatus, but the people go up the corporate ladder. All of a sudden, get this job, hit a financial ceiling, cannot rise above this dollar amount. Guess who had that same salary? Mom or dad? Mm. It's all subconscious. Every that makes a it. lot of sense. And so with hypnosis, can you define hypnosis and maybe give us a little uh, simple idea of how you get in and work with that? Sure. Uh, I'll, 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 let me drop the non-clinical. Basically, it's an altered state of consciousness when your mind is open to receiving change. What do I mean? Okay. Well, let's go back to Mr. Whiteboard again. All right. I want to feel really powerful. I want to feel good enough. Okay. So, oh, Paul, just just, just put your arms out there. I am powerful. Okay. That lasts as long as you're doing, right? Okay. That's up here, your conscious mind. What do we do to have the conscious in conjunction with the subconscious? In between your conscious and subconscious, there's a guard, an imaginary guard. Some call it a critical factor, critical faculty. It's a guard. This guard's job is to guard all the existing beliefs you have about you. And believe it or not, I am, I'm a good guy. But this thing... This guard will guard all beliefs, some good, some not so good. So we discussed, okay, we can do the say affirmations over and over, but what do we do to reprogram? Just like the files in the computer, what do we do to reprogram? Well, sip of water first. <laughs> Got to be well hydrated. Otherwise, those well, beliefs stay stuck. Got to lubricate them. <laughs> what do we do? Okay, so this guard right now is guarding all the stuff that you picked up home about money, about your beliefs, about you. Now, it's funny. They're not really your beliefs. There's things that you grabbed onto. And people don't know that. So how do we get down here to change these little suckers? Okay, but notice now. Okay, this guard's job is to. I'm going to guard all the stuff about you, even the stuff that's holding you back. 
So <clears throat> let's take the uh, old-fashioned talk therapy. Well, Paul, I want you to just kind of get up to like an LP, NLP guy and just kind of rah. Will that help to some degree? Yes, it talks to the neurons and the cells in your body, but ain't getting past the guard. How do we get past this guard that is making sure the old stuff's holding in place? Well, <clears throat> let's say if I say, okay, Paul, now get comfortable and share. Don't do this now, but okay, let's say get comfortable and share. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in. And as you exhale, close your eyes. Okay. Now, Paul closed his eyes. Well, if Paul closed his eyes, and this guard is part of Paul, what's the guard going to do? What's the guard have to do? The guard has to close his eyes. Mm. Paul, take his gun. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, now it gets better. So when the guard puts his gun down, we are able to bypass this critical factor, this guard. We then bypass that. We bypass the conscious, bypass the guard. We go into the subconscious mind, right into it. Mm -hmm. Never saw it coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> Paul, would you grab that for me, would you please? You got it here. <laughs> hey, watch. All right. We then will go down here and we will amend the negative beliefs. How? Your conscious mind judges everything. Your conscious mind is one mean judging machine. Your subconscious mind does not have the ability to judge. You can, oh, here you go. <laughs> you can tell the subconscious mind, anything you want to. Want to be a smoker, not smoker, weigh your perfect weight, own a million bucks, not own a million bucks. You can turn this thing into anything you want. So not only do we change the limiting beliefs, but then we're going to send supporting beliefs down here as well. I am now good enough. I am now powerful enough. And each time we talk to the subconscious part of the mind, we're talking now to the 75, 80%, which were not addressed before. Mm. Sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Simplified version, but that's essentially what it is. And so many people say, well, you know, that's fine, Ray, but I don't want any to play with my mind. Good. Glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember years ago when I was doing live lectures, I guess it's live too, but I mean face-to-face, -face, I'd have this. You know, people don't see too many of these anymore. This is my official bank of Fountain Valley, Colorado bank bag. That has got to be 30 years old. Everybody needs a bank bag Everybody. filled yeah, right. with cash. <laughs> fill with digital bitcoiners. I don't want you to fill up with today. So, if I had these magical powers, you're a very nice guy, Paul, but do you think I'm going to be spending my time, my efforts, and my talents playing with you to take your money? And if I had these autonomous powers, no. I'd go to the bank, slide this hmm. under the cage, and I'll go. Okay, now, Bambi, I'm going to count from one to five. To count of five, you'll take all those little <laughs> green pieces of paper of, with dead president's pictures on them. You're going to stuff them in here. And you're going to zip it up. You're going to slide it back to me. And guess what? I'm going to count to three again, Bambi. And on a count of three, you're going to forget ever seeing my face. Oof. And guess what? When I'm done, I'm going to go to your bank and your bank and your bank. I live two blocks from a casino here in Las Vegas. If I had these autonomous powers, let's do the math here. So what it's not about me. It's about me being your facilitator, your guide. You give me what you want to change. I just help you rearrange it. In fact, I was nicknamed the mind mechanic 
years ago by a client. What do you got? He goes, oh, you're a mind mechanic. When I described, you know, reprogramming. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me doing anything to you or anyone. It's about me helping you get more of what you want and you having more control of your mind. Sense? I love it. Yeah, that makes sense. You bring up a couple of questions. Uh, so the first one is what I heard you saying with the going to the bank story was that you as a hypnotist can't force someone else to do something just because you have these, you know, hypnotic powers. Mm -hmm. um, and I've heard other people say that. I, I guess the question I would have is if that bank teller, say, for example, um, said, Ray, I want you to hypnotize me. And then you took that bank teller back to your, um, what do you call it? Studio, lair. Office. <laughs> Office. Lair, yeah. Come to my lair. Get back to your lair. Be my liege. <laughs> and you hypnotized that bank teller while she was uh, there to, um, you know, when you wake up and go back to the bank and I, when I walk in, you're going to give me the money. Would that work? Where if she gave you permission to hypnotize her and then you planted a suggestion to be activated later, <clears throat> would that be a way that someone could be manipulated? I'm going to ask the tough questions, man. I'm no, sorry. I'm curious. Do. No, it's not a tough <laughs> one. I was, just, I was just swallowing water. Oh, okay. Not a tough question. I cannot. In fact, there's a quote. In fact, I think it might have been. I don't know how biblical you're oriented, but it might have been a by God. By Paul or even Peter. By me? Am I in the Biblical. Biblical. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, I'm easy. Go on. He's on. <laughs> uh, essentially, if you go to change a man's mind or bank teller, he or she will still always be of their own mind. Sense? So, in other words, yeah. if, if you have an innate belief, if you have an innate belief that, okay, if I give this cat my money, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to go to jail. Ain't going to happen. Okay. In Good. fact, true uh, story. In fact, I have a friend who hates when I give this example, but this happened with me and a friend one time having a conversation. She was at my office in this Colorado. This was years ago. And luckily, I, I used to have my office chair, my desk chair, a real safe distance from my hypnosis chair. Okay. Take a nice long slow. She was sitting in the chair. Deep breath in. She goes, she goes, well, I saw this gal in hypnosis and in Vegas, and she took off her blouse and showed off her okay, her hooters. All right. Take a nice long, slow, deep breath in. Close your eyes, relax. Feel the serenity, calmness of being relaxed. Okay. Yeah, take another deep breath in, right? Ready? Now take off your blouse. Boink. Her eyes just popped open. Then she smiled. I got it. Mm. It'd be great if I, I, I could. No, it wouldn't be great. I'm not wired that way. I'm, I'm <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> I mean, but if, 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 if you really think about it, if that was true with many governments throughout time, you think people would be doing that anyway? No. It's, it's, it's a willingness to tap into your innate nature, to your, your innate how you wired. Mm. And if someone is wired to want to steal the money, they're not going to need me. They're going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. In fact, yep. I remember when I was in New York years ago, I was dating a bank teller. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, she's kind of cute. and I wanted to take her out. And uh, I showed up that Friday and she wasn't there. And one of the other tellers said, uh, Ray, you're supposed to take your uh, Susie Q out tonight. Yeah, I you might have a wait. That's why the FBI just mar marched right here this morning. She was stealing money. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so when you... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. So, essentially, I, I, I can't... There's no autonomous powers that are going to take over your mind to make you do something against you. This is about you helping you reconstruct what's already there. Okay. So when you go to these stage hypnotist shows and you see people doing all kinds of crazy stuff, is that just people who are sort of naturally exhibitionists or is there, that's what it is? Yeah. Perfect word. Okay. Okay. Perfect word. They're late and exhibitionist. Okay. In fact, when I had the conversation with that gal, 
She said, what about them? They wanted to participate. They wanted to co-participate in a show. Mm. They have this need something. They just wanted to get up there. Got you it. Know? So when I you stage, but it's like, it's, uh, I enjoy what you, I do better. When you go in and help someone with their unconscious mind, do you ask them beforehand, you know, what, where do you need work or do they tell you where they need work? And then when you, when you go in either, I'm guessing you do one-on-one and then you also help with hypnosis audios that they can listen to later. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So how do you go about discovering where a person needs some help? Well, simple. Okay. Uh, uh, basically, uh, if I put out a, an advertisement about if you're, if you're not getting a business, you feel you're worth, are you afraid of getting up? In fact, I gave a talk one time. Are you afraid of getting up and speaking about your business, which many people are? So, oh, I want to hear about what you do because a lot of people have fear. They have fear, Mm -hmm. lack of confidence. Okay. So then through conversation, I I find out, well, what's their pullback? What's their drawback? What is actually holding them up? So it's through conversation that we unfold and I do an intake and that's when I turn them into a chicken. No. (laughs) And then you create some suggestions either direct and or indirect do you use a combination of different types of suggestions depending upon the situation paul i'll use again it's just not what i do is not just straight hypnosis i use a combination of talk therapy i use hypnosis i use nlp Mm -hmm. counseling i kind of put everything together here to kind of kind of point in the right direction okay so it's I love I love that you brought up NLP because this is a this is a set of letters that a lot of people have drastically different ideas about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like some people will just be like, "Oh, NLP," you know, and then uh, and others I think like it, but they don't even really understand what it is. So I I would love for you to explain what is NLP. How would you define it? Ah, <sighs> I'll be a gentleman here. I think of certain potty words come to mind when you think of a certain amount of it's an art, it's a talent, it's a combined where you're, you are using neurology, you're using language. It's a combination of different things for, for an outcome. Okay. And for the people do this, they they have a great misgiving about what it is. Uh, It's, a lot of people in sales, they have used it automatically for years. It's just, it's a combination of certain words, inflection of certain words, when to use a certain word, when to use a sentence, body, it's, it's, it's all, it's a science. It's, it's all combined. So NLP, neuro meaning mind, mm-hmm. linguistic meaning Language. words. And then maybe programming is where people get all jacked up because <laughs> programming is like, I'm going yeah. to program you. Right. you know? It's the same baloney as hypnosis again. In other words, the neuro-linguistic programming, it is the programming, once again, we are using like, okay, let's say if we had a conversation and let's say if you owed me a lot of money, we're, we're face to face. All right, Paul, have a nice day. Well, let's say, Paul, am I, am I going to have that money soon? No. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it, it's, it's, it's a combination of many things. So the programming is not, oh, I'm programming you. I'm using things that the great spirit, God, or dog belts spelled backwards made available to everybody that we're using automatically anyway. Mm. <clears throat> so it's 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 the self-programming to have us show up in a way that it, it's 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 I like to call it card counting. I must be in Vegas, right? <laughs> it, it, it's it's card counting is not, oh, you gotta make it. I like the way there's a professional card counter in town I met for a famous guy. Let's say you're the house. You have 17 beans. I'm a card count. Uh, all right. I don't know card counting. 
or now I learned card counting. Forgive me. You have 17 beans. I have 15 beans. Okay. If you have a couple more beans than I do, over time, you have the slight edge. You're going to take my funds little by little, no matter how good I play. If you learn to count cards, well, then <clears throat> you have the 17 beans and I have the 15. So then I'll take your money over time. <clears throat> NLP is not this, oh, I got him now. It gives you a slight edge to perform what you're trying to perform. So I have one statement and then a question. Um, so from my understanding of neuro-linguistic programming, there's language is a part of it. The uh, imagination is a part of it. The pictures that you see in your mind, uh, the, the, you know, the, the sounds that we hear. And so from, from my <coughs> perspective, we all speak, we all imagine, we all have reactions to words and imagining. So these are all natural things that we do. <clears throat> and so, NLP, could you say, is the awareness and more conscious and artful use of these things that we all do already? Yes. Somewhat. It's it's what well, we do already, but and some we do already, some we don't do already. It's also an enhanced of what we have already. Example, okay. <clears throat> Let's say if I, you and I just met and you're a, a, a sales possibility for me and some can be a little manipulative which real base but okay you know paul you know they let's say if i want to hire you okay well you know paul they do say that men who have blue eyes do have a better advantage at selling this program that others with brown eyes but you didn't hear that from me did you <laughs> you're gonna and you know wait a minute that's me isn't it I have blue eyes so you're going to lean in a little bit. But leaning in, that's NLP. Me focusing on what I'm already saying. Mm -hmm. So then it's, it's, a, it's a series of pulling things together okay. to win the point. So for people who are in sales and marketing, what would you say is the number one easiest to use, easiest to understand strategy from NLP that might help them perform better? Size up, be a listener. Listening is part of NLP. It sounds very fundamental. sounds very basic, I know, but it's true. Take the time, which I watch people every day, which me and you, we, we're having a good flow here, but a lot of people, even salespeople, do not listen mm. to the possibility. Listen. When you're listening, you can size up. You can hear the other person's their tonality, you can hear them clearer when they're object. The other person when they're going up, down, objecting, you can object without even using the words "I object." Mm. Lawyers, lawyers use this in trial all the time. So, be a good listener. I love Step it. One. Be a, be a good listener. Then take mental notes. If you can, take physical notes. What am I playing with here? I mean, this and. Go ahead. The easiest way to become a mind reader, listen. listen. People will tell you, right? They'll tell you if you just listen and ask questions, you know, what are they thinking? Well, they'll tell you if you ask and listen. Just listen. Yeah. Then, you know, on top of that, then listen some more. Mm. Listen. Then there's a little trick here, but actually listening to yourself, listening. Think about it. Mm, that's powerful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's see. What other questions do I have for Ray, the mind mechanic, the marketer's hypnotist? I don't know. <clears throat> so we talked about uh, <sighs> hypnosis, affirmations, belief. Uh, oh, I have one. So uh, one thought that's bubbled up in some of my studies, because everyone's always like, okay, what is the unconscious mind? And one thought is that if people have a soul that is somehow related to the unconscious mind, and in fact, just this morning, we were reading a book called um, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scoville Shin. It's right over there. And she says, Wait, you, you got my book? I, got, I don't have your copy, but I got it. <laughs> but she says the unconscious mind or the soul equates them. I'd love your take on that. Beautiful. 
let me borrow Mr. Whiteboard again. And I, I really, I use spirituality in my work. I stay away from religion for obvious, mm -hmm. but I do use, I, it, it does help me if the person has some sense of like, well, what's keeping this going? I don't care if you call it spirit. I don't care if you call it divine intelligence, God. If you have some belief there's something beyond us when we leave the body, it's a big help to me. Coolest thing happened to me years ago. My buddy got out of Vietnam. We spent seven years together like this. Drank like fishes, but we partied onward. <laughs> I introduced him to his uh, wife, and nine months later, he was dead of cirrhosis. Oh, wow. At 28. So we'll talk about things to play oh. with your head. Now, it helped me on the path I'm on. Uh, she was traumatized. She's 25. She's a widow. She spent a year not dating. Would you? Right? So she stops by my apartment a year after she was, after he passed on. I was, Andrea, how was your date? How, how was your date? It was a picnic. Blank look, didn't say a word to me, goes in her pocketbook. Somebody years ago was a, remember the Polaroid Instamatics? Take a picture and, mm -hmm. you know, pulls out and hands me one of those, just staring at me. Well, you can tell she's sitting on a picnic bench. She's waving. No, she had a chicken leg. Forgive me. She had a chicken leg. But the picture was weird. It was kind of, the picture was gauzed over. And right above her was my buddy, Bob. He's waving. Only problem is he was cremated one year before. What? We don't die. Was it That's a clear? Was it a clear picture? Like he looked just like he was in the physical form, or was it? You did you say it was kind of blurry? Or it was just no. It's funny. The picture of her was slightly blurred, but you make out it was her. The pic, his image of his face came through, and he was like waving mm. right above her. Wow. So. Now that I scared the hell out of half your audience, oh, well, <laughs> really happened. Answer your question. Now, notice I said the mind broke it up into two parts. Conscious, subconscious, inside, huh, you're over here, of the subconscious, we have a third dimension part of the mind. It is, and you can laugh at my writing, I don't care. It's the superconscious. Mm. Now, some people call it the supra, superconscious. This is where the God essence is. This is where everything from the crack addict to the alcoholic to the nymphomaniac to the person who works 18 hours out of a 24 hour day making a million bucks a month. This is the homeostasis we all want to go back to. So inside of the subconscious mind is where the spirit is. In fact, the cat who's up on the mountain doing his meditation for 18 hours a day, he's connecting with that essence, that part of him. And that's the part we all ascribe while we're still in physical form to want to get back to. And the calmer we get, the more we kind of get back there. A divine well, seed. Planted divine, in the subconscious yes, my friend, mind. Divine seed. That this is so basically your mind is not just two parts, a third part. But I kind of omit that when, which unless it's it, it warrants itself. Sure. So, but it's yeah, we do have a third part there. Wow. That, that's the part that basically. Now, you want to really get there. What? Why am I here? Okay. What? What can I? What's keeping my heart beating? What's this, 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 right? Supra. I buy it. I mean, if nothing, if nothing else, I mean, some things can't be known for sure, right? But in the in the realm of things that can't be known, I like to lean towards the things that are very useful to me in life. And to believe that I have I and you and all of the viewers and listeners, we all have a spark of the divine inside wow, I don't know if you could have a more powerful thing to believe, right? And put it this way. Let's pretend it's it's a story. It's a myth. But what if, let's say, what if, Paul, we borrowed the myth for a greater purpose here? 
like, okay, and I, I have some Facebook friends who hate the idea that might be an afterlife or a God. You're, hey, you're, that's fine. I have no problem with it. But look, if you ever look at the culture of people who do go to a church, generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, it, it seems to be a, a very nice group of people. Yeah. They're not out there mugging people, stealing cars. So even if, it, if, if it's a mindset to keep you living like a civilized human being, why not? So let's pretend all this is a made-up construct. What if, but you buy into it, and what if the outcome does make you a number one salesperson? What if it does make you 100 pounds thinner? What if it does make you smoke-free, drug-free? What, you know, what if it gives you the unstoppable confidence? In fact, funny story, years ago, uh, it was in Toastmasters, you know, kind of training wheels of public speaking. Lovely, lovely lady was in it, too. British girl. And uh, we sat next to each other in Toastmasters, and she was so afraid of her shadow. We used to get these three-minute talks, very mm-hmm. user-friendly. She got so petrified, she ran behind the podium because she didn't want to see the people. So she read, well, can hypnosis help with this? And let's, let's talk. Now, long story short, she hired me. We started doing some work, and I forget how long we worked for, I think a few months. Disappears about 10 months later, I get a knock on my office door. Ray, say, hey, Angie, how are you? Come on in. She said, I said, what's going on? She said, well, I started my own business. I'm making $10,000 a month. <laughs> she said it just like that, too. And I owe it all to you. Wow. I am making a 10 grand a month. So like, <laughs> yeah, it really happened. So, yeah, a ton, all sorts of stories like that. So the case in point here, if, even if this is all a myth, if, if there's certain healthy myths you can buy into for a greater purpose. Yeah. And couple that with the fact that when pharmaceutical companies are bringing in, I know that's a bad word. Sorry, guys, to mention pharmaceutical companies, <laughs> but um, it's related. So when a pharmaceutical company is bringing a new drug to trial, part of the proving ground is that it has to beat the placebo. And the placebo is nothing but a belief in something which produces a measurable effect in reality. So <laughs> there's this weird interchange between belief and reality, right? So why not believe things that are powerful because they may manifest into your reality based off that power? Exactly. Perfect placebo effect. Exactly. Now, and we already do set up constructs anyway. That works both ways. What you believe in, so shall you reap. So. Mm. I believe this to be true. Okay, well, works either way. What if you, you know, well, once again, Mr. Whiteboard. My life's in the crapper and I'll never amount to anything. That's your belief. You're right. In fact, I tell people, you know, it's kind of like your subconscious mind, Mm. like your genie. What do you want? You know, subconscious mind. I want to change it. Your wish is my command. Okay. It works. Dusty. It's dusty. Your subconscious mind is your genie in the lamp. Mm-hmm. Is You don't like what you got there? You can change it. So powerful. So you may have answered this with the lady's story of not being able to speak and then making 10 grand a month. But I want to ask you this question anyway. What I'm sure you've seen a lot of transformation stories with your work over the last 21 years. Oh, I would yes. What would be what are some of the stories that come to mind that just kind of blew you away? Like, whoa, transformation right here. Well. That was one for starters. Mm-hmm. Another funny one happened. Actually, happened in the same office. Uh, ten o'clock one morning, I just 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 cracked my door open. I had this little ten by twelve office, and it was like five to ten. The door flies open, and this lady standing there, 
tall lady, five foot ten. And she's glaring down at me. Can I help you? You're my last hope. Oh, shit. I don't have a back door here either. (laughs) (laughs) I said, would you like to come in? And she's walking in, as I'm saying, like a Bob Newhart skit. Uh She's walking in. Would you like to come in? My girlfriend said you're a good guy. You're my last hope. I said, okay. Then she sits down in my chair. And I said, would you like to sit down? (laughs) So uh, she was a rather large lady. And long story short, she said, I have tried everything in the book to lose weight. Everything. I've tried Weight Watchers, Lin Lang, Jenny Craig, pills, patches, powders. Had some SOB, called himself a hypnotist, sold me 300 bucks with the herbs. Never even gave me a session. So I said, Tim, let's talk. Let's just talk. You like what I say, we'll work together. Otherwise, you know, it's on me. So we talked about an hour. I kind of gave her my little whiteboard thing and you know, let her know a lot of stuff that she's been sold with just myths. And I said, when you go home tonight, can you walk the length of your house and your block? She said, no, I can't. I said, can you walk the length of my office? It's 10 feet. She said, yes. She walked 10 feet. You go home tonight. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to walk 10 feet. Okay. We started working together. And we worked uh, pretty much almost a year together. No, because, you know, disappeared. I'm doing a workshop, not not a seminar, kind of like those in-between. It was too small to be a seminar, but definitely was mucho people there. And uh, gal comes in. Remember me? No. Goes in a shopping bag, pulls out pants like four feet wide because I was wearing these the day I came to your office a year and a half ago. Wow. 175 pounds, not even the same person. So I was like, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. So I can, I mean, it was just story after story like that. So some people say, you know, nature, people can't change. It's in their DNA. You know, they're just born a certain way. People can't get better. They can't make more money. They can't grow in intelligence you would say I, I i call that and it's gonna it can sound horrible but i, I can be brutal sometimes but very direct it just it, it's 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 mainstream paradigm well I, how about this one paul you know a leopard never changes spots mm-hmm. you know a problem yeah. with that <clears throat> we're not leopards <laughs> that's right i love it we we we, we right. are spiritual beings that the vast majority of our essence is energy. Mm. Energy is malip- manipulative. Malleable. And, Malleable, yeah. manipulative. Okay. So it's like it, all, all that stuff that people believe. And why they believe? Because mom told them to believe this. You'll never get rich. Look what me and your dad went through. Mm. Yeah. Guess what their mom and dad heard from? Their mom and dad. And their mom and dad. Yeah. So, and beliefs, they're, 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 they're hard to overcome. If you just want, in fact, when you have that kind of programming, okay. Even with the work I do, sometimes it's, it's, it's not as, oh, now look into my eyes. Yeah, okay. We've been there. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, you have, number one, you have to believe that what you just joked on about a moment ago is fallacy. You have to believe that all the myths we heard about changes are myths. Anything, anything can change at any given moment. Okay. Anything. But you have to believe that what you believe might not be so. Mm. We are floating in a sea of infinite possibilities. Yes, sir. We certainly are. And if you believe that, I believe anything is possible. I do. I've heard countless stories about people's changes, their monies. Uh, where people actually have thrown up their hands like the gal who lost the 175. I worked with a lot of salespeople who thought it was they, they couldn't do anything. I, I've, seen, I've seen just the unbelievable almost, really. Mm. I, uh, yeah. I love what I do. You know, it's, it's, uh, 
I call it God's work, but it's not me. It's the people believing that, yes, they can change with just a little bit of coaching, a little bit of guidance, a little bit of work. I love what you do too, Ray. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. I, 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 helping people, um, helping people uncover that divine seed and breathing life into it so that it shines forth more fully in reality. It's a beautiful thing. And, um, I can tell you have a deep love for people and I'm so thankful to have been able to chat with you today. I could chat with you for another couple hours, but I know you're a busy guy. You're good. And, uh, <laughs> so I want to just kind of close out by asking you, um, for people that are watching this and listening and wondering, wow, Ray, he sounds like he knows what he's doing. I'd like to learn more from him or maybe even connect with him to see how he might be able to help me move forward in a more powerful way. How could people, uh, the mind, uh, right now, I've had this ongoing website, which is still a completion, but okay, they can contact me with themindmechanic.com uh, or just to even, yeah, www. Uh, bear with me. You threw me off. <laughs> Everything else. Uh, um, <laughs> don't get old. Uh, yeah. http.dot forward slash forward slash themindmechanic.com mindmechanic.com and I will double check that and make sure that or in the notes me, below we get or, Ray e, or <clears throat> even rayewilliams.com okay rayewilliams.com okay. perfect well Ray do you have any final words to close this out anything I missed that I should have asked oh yes, I got one, one. yeah after, after you say that I got one more so yeah well, you first uh, books Books, uh, what do you recommend? Are there powerful books that have had a profound influence on your journey? Uh, actually, wait about five months. You're going to read my book. <laughs> the, the Step Before the Steps. It's coming out. I love it. What's it called? The, it's the Step Before the Steps. The Step Before the Steps. Mental Preparedness for Business Success. And it actually awesome. breaks into more detail what we kind of list over this morning. Okay. Awesome. Uh you, young man, I'm going to give you a session um, when it's good for you. Me? Yeah, you. Really? Yeah, sure am. I'll take it. Hey, cool. I mean, to spend a little bit more time with you, I am yeah. all in. So yeah. thank you. I appreciate like that very much. record it and just, you listen to it and blow oh, your mind wow. with it. Wow, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so just let me know what's good for you. We'll set up some time. Let's do it. Do this it. Way. And, and if oh, you need... Oh, by the way, people need... wonder, well, can I, can I do it by Zoom? Speaking of books, there was a, a man years ago named Ku Wei. He said, my voice will go with you, okay? Well, it's funny. I always used it all by face-to-face. -face. Uh, God bless COVID, but I was doing this way before COVID. Mm -hmm. I was using Skype. Skype changed this platform. Thank God. And then it was abysmal, <laughs> so then Zoom came along. And I've been a little Zoomy. I wasn't the pioneers, it turns out, on uh, 2D. So you don't need me to, you know, sit there and back. This is great. It just works. I now have clients in Australia, one in England, all over the States, one in Idaho, actually. So it's, this is cool. So, yeah. I, so we'll get together. We're going to give you a session. And <laughs> the last point I wish to make, and we discussed it, but for your viewers out there, any, all the five people might get what I'm saying. If there's something that you keep thinking, well, I, if I can only overcome this, my life would be different. I want to make a very outlandish statement, and this is not about me. It's about you out there. As long as you're in the physical body, okay, you can overcome anything. Anything that you feel up here and here is holding you back. Hmm believe you can overcome it and also hit raywilliams.com <laughs> <laughs> and and wait for ray's favorite book which is his so soon to be released <laughs> i love it <laughs> well ray you're awesome thanks again for taking the time today i really appreciate it uh we've you got a bunch of brother. comments coming in i know people have really loved uh, spending some time with you so 
to everyone out there uh, listening on the podcast or watching the video, love you, believe in you, know you've got greatness within you. Get out there, take action, go for your dreams, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Paul Hutchings podcast. Take care and bye for now. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.